Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Connor. Hey, Brittany. So today we have a fun topic that is very near and dear to my heart, which is comedy. So not just comedy in general, but it's how comedy is used to stand up to, you know, authority figures, which are actually two of my favorite things because I hate authority and I love to make people laugh. So this is very exciting for me. (laughs) So as some of you might know, I am actually an aspiring stand-up comedian. So I like to stand in front of crowds of people and embarrass myself trying to be funny on a regular basis. But it's something I love doing. It's something that makes me happy. But, you know, comedy isn't just just about making people laugh. For for me, it is. I don't technically do political comedy. I just don't have the the energy. But a lot of people do. And it's it's a, a way to kind of make a political statement and stand up to the powers that be, so to speak. So there's a great quote that that got me thinking about this episode. And it's only a jester, just yeah, jester can speak truth to a king. And I really want to unpack that today. So first, let's talk about jesters. So court jesters. I'm trying to think of like what what cartoon has them in it. I couldn't think of anything. Um, but a court jester was somebody appointed by the king during the Renaissance era, and their main job was to be a comedian, was to entertain the court. The court would be like the king and all his powerful and rich friends. Friends, and so you might have seen them. They, they wear like pointy hats and have like bells on their hats and like weird elf shoes. Like they were meant to be like goofballs. Kind of look like a clown a little bit. Yes, in fact, they were kind of a, an earlier predecessor. Like they came before and and set the the path for clowns. They were often called fools, which is because again they were silly and clown like, which being foolish. They're being foolish, right? And it's funny because they were not like. Even though they were really important, um, they were not viewed by other people as having a lot of power. They were seen as kind of like servants and lowly people. But it's funny because in reality, they actually had a lot more power than even some of the aristocracy, which is what you call like the rich class of, of society. So throughout history, criticizing a king was a crime that couldn't just get you punished or like thrown in jail. Like people were killed over this because how dare you insult the king? The king is, you know, appointed by, by God or anointed by God and, and knows everything. But jesters had this really special privilege. They were exempt from this law. There was something called, uh, and I love this word, comic dispensation was what it was called. Yes, or freedom from restraint. So these were special legal privileges given to jesters that basically said, you're allowed to poke fun at the king. And nobody can can punish you. And I think, you know, Connor and I were talking before the show. And, and while this was a general rule of thumb, there were definitely kings that couldn't handle it. <laughs> and, and jesters who were punished. You not everyone. Feelings. Right. Yeah. Not everyone has a good sense of humor. We're going to talk about what a roast is later. And that'll, uh, <laughs> that'll bring that to light. But um, so anyway, so this power, though, gave gave jesters a really important role in society, and that was that they were allowed to keep the king in check. In fact, that was one of their main purposes was to what they called ground the king. Because remember, kings are only around people praising them all day long. And even though that sounds great, I am someone who loves praise. Imagine constantly everybody just being, you're so great. You're so wonderful. You look great today. Like at some point, you're going to say, like, what is the truth? Nobody's telling me what's really going on. So that was the jester's role. He was allowed to to poke fun to say, remember that silly thing the king did the other day? And even though it was funny, these were real things. Like these were real things the king was doing that were wrong. And the, the jester could present them in a funny way and kind of be like, hey, king, you know, maybe you messed up here. I mean, you mentioned a, a roast. Uh, a roast is when comedians get together and they'll kind of, you know, make funny, sometimes kind of punchy jokes, poking fun at powerful people, often celebrities. You see celebrity roasts a lot uh, where 
you know, some one celebrity who's who's doing a roast will just basically, usually with the help of comedians who will kind of prepare the jokes for them or help them write these, they'll they'll deliver kind of these jokes that are are kind of teasing or poking fun at this other celebrity, these these people who are powerful, who everyone is always praising, as you point out, just like you know royalty in the past. Um, and they'll kind of bring them down to earth and kind of humiliate them a little bit. And yeah, kind it's of a little this, bit humiliating. <laughs> yeah, like, but in this kind of friendly way uh, that's kind of in this controlled environment where everyone expects it. It's not like you're just walking up to them on the street or knocking on their front door and then delivering all these, you know, criticisms and poking fun at them. It's understood that it's all kind of meant in good humor. Ingest, ingest. Ingest, yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just, just thought of that right now. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I didn't make that connection till now. So, you know, in the case that we're talking about, it was a king. And um, you'd think that maybe this would make the king kind of resent the jesters, but it was often, as you said, kind of not like that at all. There was, in the year 1047, there was this jester named Gollet, I guess is how you pronounce his name. And he warned his master, the Duke William of Normandy, uh, about a plot uh, against him, kind of a conspiracy. And he did it in rhyme while pounding on the duke's door this was which to me of... honestly would be annoying if i was the duke. Like, just get, just get what to is the he tapping is that like right? a happy birthday song just imagine uh, like jumping and singing like in rhyme it's like just tell me just tell me what's <laughs> happening um so certainly it was a creative way i guess of warning the king and uh you know maybe he had to do it like in code or, or something like that other people were listening at the time king charles v he threw lavish like very fancy funerals for a couple of his court jesters um i think that's especially important because again like no one was allowed to speak to the king like this kings weren't given criticism in the media you know like today they're you know the media is critical of because of freedom of speech right they're critical of, of powerful people all the time probably not enough right they're often yeah. kind of lap dogs for the powerful now instead of being critics and uh, but, you know, kings didn't have any critics at all in the media. I mean, there basically was no media. There was just kind of the official pronouncements from the king. You didn't really have this this uh, journalism at all. People couldn't write, I think, for the most right, part. Yeah. Either. yeah, yeah. there was a lot of illiteracy. So people couldn't read. They couldn't write. And, and so the jester, in a sense, it was kind of this prestigious role to hold, even if you were called a fool. Uh, but I think that kind of something that lives on in its own way, today i think we see similar people using comedy to poke fun at, at powerful people still today that's right and you know political satire i think plays an important role and satire is when mm. you you criticize you poke fun at, at politicians or certain policies but you do it in a way that's humorous so it sounds like fake um but it's but people know that it's fake so babylon b i think connor you and i have talked about this before i'm trying to think if i know any good headlines but they're an entire publication and they're dedicated to silly headlines they're not true but they you know they highlight the absurdity of certain political actions so one of them and this is probably the most accessible to, to younger audiences you know i've talked about jordan peterson before he's got this whole thing where he's always yelling at people to clean their room and you know fold your laundry clean your room and one of the babylon b headlines said like laundry here's jordan peterson and folds itself like silly, right? Like that's not real, but it right. made people laugh. So, so that's like political satire. So satire is kind of exactly what the gestures did. You know, they would tell these stories that that weren't actually true, but they didn't write it down. I think satire might isn't satire specifically written or acted out. It's a little different. Like if we get into the technical terms, but satire is something that that we see a lot today, and it's that form of political humor. But the funny thing about this is, and this goes back to how some people don't like to be you know, made fun of. A lot of people have called for censorship because they don't like that they're the ones being poked fun at. 
And so now social media platforms will even flag something. They'll give you an alert that says, this isn't real. Like, this is satire, even though most people can tell because it's so ridiculous that it is, that now we're getting into this era where, like, some people don't want to be criticized. And so they're making the internet tell them when something may not be true, even if it's just a joke. Well, the the head of uh, the um, of the Babylon Bee has gone on the news to talk about this because, you know, Facebook will put those little fact checker things so on, on Babylon Bee articles to exactly as you point out, like, oh, beware, this is not real. This, you know, the claims made in this article are disputed. You know, th- this isn't quite real. And it's like, well, of course it's not real. This is satire. They're they're being silly and making a point. Um, and so I think, you know, Babylon Bee has become a very uh, popular example. Like I remember one that happened recently. It was this post that the Babylon Bee did. And it showed this picture of Nancy Pelosi, who's a Democrat congresswoman, right? And uh, And the headline says, Democrats say true lockdowns have never been tried. And and why that's funny is because these are all socialists, these these Democrats, and the argument that a lot of socialists make when you say that socialism is destructive and harmful and leads to poverty and 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 all the rest, they say, Oh no, no, no. True socialism has never been tried. Right? They say all all of those failed attempts in, in Russia and Cuba and North Korea and Venezuela and all of these failed states that have tried to pursue and, and impose socialism on everyone, they weren't really doing socialism, right? Of course, right? So that's the argument. And so then here comes the Babylon Bee being satirical because now the Democrats, uh, the socialists, they're all in support of lockdowns, shutting down business, shutting down the economy, you know, forcing people to stay in their homes and so forth. And so now then, of course, the criticism is that lockdowns don't work and they're destructive, just like socialism. And so then their headline is, oh, no, true lockdowns have never been tried. <laughs> and so it's it's an effective way to use, um, you know, a little humor to, um, to to poke fun at powerful people. Like we've been talking about the king. So let's let's talk about uh, the president of the United States. Right. We have a freedom of speech. People can poke fun at the president. Of course, we've talked about in the past. There was the uh, the sedition acts that. John Adams, yeah, President right. John he Adams. He did not have a sense of humor. He would no. not like being roasted. And, and, <laughs> and so here were many of the people who who signed the Constitution, the framers of the Constitution, who passed a law called the Sedition Act that made it a crime to criticize the president. You had Benjamin Franklin's grandson, who was the editor of this newspaper that he set up, and he was criticizing John Adams because he was in a different political party. He didn't like what President Adams was doing. Benjamin Franklin's grandson for the crime of being critical of the president was thrown in jail. So and, silly. And so, um, so, you know, we haven't always done it perfectly in America, but, but, you know, generally speaking, we can poke fun at the president, which leads to the Babylon B headline. One of many, right? This one I chuckled at. Um, the headline was Americans finally unified against common foe or common enemy. And it's just a picture of President Biden. And they, they, this came out after the whole Afghanistan withdrawal <laughs> debacle, because now like all these Democrats are criticizing him and like everyone was upset about how horrible this withdrawal was going. And so we're finally unified against a common enemy and it's the president. And so, you know, it, it makes us laugh even. I mean, to be frank, like, you know, they'll criticize things sometimes that that I am kind of like, ooh, ouch, that one kind of hurt a little yep. bit or whatever. And and I think that's you know satires that they they push a little bit not not just the Babylon Bee but satire in general 
um, you know, it pushes a little bit. If it stings, you know, maybe there's an element of truth or maybe they're onto something or I don't know. Like we don't have strict rules today, fortunately, like the ones that existed in, in the medieval ages. As I said, we can criticize the president and others. Um, and so comedians can still be a little bit, I don't know what the word is, maybe irreverent, you know, a little bit, um, you know, controversial. They can highlight how silly certain views are by presenting them in a certain funny manner. And I think it's frankly, I mean, you would know better than me, but I, I know some comedians who have become famous just uh, being critical of, you know, politicians in the government. There was the one, uh, George Carlin, who definitely is not for kids. Definitely uh, not a for lot kids. Of, a lot of comedians <laughs> have potty mouths. Yes. But, uh, you know, this uh, George, uh, he's dead now. He did a lot uh, in his comedy uh, to highlight the absurdity of governments and the abuse of power. He criticized collectivism. He called out the government for frequently lying to people. Uh, he's hardly the only one. Plenty of other people have done it. And it, it's kind of like, do you remember that whole, uh, what do they call it? The, the king is, is not wearing clothes. I'm getting that oh, wrong. Oh, the emperor. Wait, it's the, the emperor. Yeah, 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 yeah. The emperor has no clothes. <laughs> and it's kind of like everyone's like laughing, looking at one another like, ha, 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 like what's going on here, right? And yet everyone kind of knows this is a problem, right? And and we all agree that there are these problems here so we can at least laugh about it to to try and discuss what the problem is because it's often a serious issue but with a bit of humor we can still work through some of these controversial issues it's almost like laugh or cry which is sad like these these terrible political things are going to happen regardless it's almost like at least we can laugh about it because that's all we can do laugh or cry there was you said one thing uh where sometimes the jokes like like hit you or it's like oh they just made fun of me there was one uh late night comedian who did a calendar he goes well, here's a calendar for libertarians and the picture because you know calendars have a picture it was just a mirror so every time you flipped to a different month libertarians could just look at themselves in the mirror and you know a lot of people say libertarians are selfish and you know blah 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 so that was a play on the individualism thing and and how people think we're selfish but i thought it was clever <laughs> so so that was one thing where i was like oh i don't like that you're making fun of me but also this is funny so one thing i want to touch on before before we wrap up is uh, while we still have freedom of speech and we're very lucky a lot of times now, though, the ability to speak freely, especially for comedians and to poke fun at everybody's being jeopardized by this thing that we've talked about before called cancel culture. So where Connor and I just talked about, sometimes we're the butt of the joke, meaning like we're, we're the people people are poking fun at and we don't like it, but like we can still laugh. So now people don't like it at all. Now you have people who get offended and they can't just walk out. Let's say you're at a stand up, you know, you're seeing a stand up comedian and they say something you don't like. You have every right to walk out. But instead of just walking out, people are standing up and screaming, not only that, but then they're recording and they're taking to Twitter saying, you know, how dare you make a joke about something? But again, joking is how is how we get through things. Joking is how people cope. It's how we make political statements. So we think we need to be really careful to remember that even if we're the ones maybe being poked fun at that, that, you know, just like the jesters, it's really important to have that that venue, that platform to be able to to say what you feel and to, to maybe confront these these political views, whether we agree with them or not. It's a great way to conclude. Thanks, Brittany. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.